the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. For the next two hours, we're here to talk about cars and motor homes and anything from a mechanical point of view that you want to talk about, you certainly can. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960 is the phone number. My email address Monday through Friday is mark at marksalem.com. And Salem is spelled like the cigarette. Mark at marksalem.com. S-A-L-E-M. So you're always welcome to send me a, a note there or a concern or a question. Or if you and your husband are arguing about some car repair issue, then I'm a pretty good guy to, to kind of pull that away. So, or help you out with that, I should say, rather than pull it away, just help you out because I was looking at the word pull on my desk. Nevertheless, 602-508-0960. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Blackwell Automotive. Tom has been a friend of mine for a long time. As a matter of fact, in 19, we think it's about 1990, 91, we came out, and it could be earlier or later than 1990. It's a big disagreement amongst most of us, but we came out with the best car repair shops in and around Phoenix. And Blackwell was one of them. Blackwell Automotive, 40th Street and, and uh, Greenway. He's been there ever since. Now, Autodynamics, Bell Automotive, Harkers, and Mike's Auto, they've all been there too. But Blackwell, there's been five that have been here since day one. We've remu- we re- we have removed, remu- I'll get it right, a couple of shops. And then there's been others that have fallen out. But the uh, the guys that we have now, the guys and ladies that we have now, are really, as far as I'm concerned, the cream of the crop. When it comes to car repair, it has a lot to do with just whose interests do you have in first place and who's second. Is the shop's interest first and the customer's is second, or is it the other way around? And obviously, that's something you can feel for yourself. I talked to a, a young man that had been uh, involved in a, and in our industry, there's just so many different tentacles of the uh, car repair industry. We have subcontractors. We have people that are specialty people like the window glass people and the paint and body glass people, then the tire guys, and then the general repair guys and the heavy line guys and the diesel guys. And you have all these different moving parts. And it has everything to do with just really who's going to take care of who on those situations. But all aspects of our industry, including the one I'm in, which is the independent repair shop, we have our fair share of bad apples. I would suggest to you that most of the time in the car repair industry that the bad apples don't represent double digit percentage numbers. So they're not going to represent 25% of our industry. Maybe nine at the top end, maybe 10, but that's about it. The people that that are the bad apples, I'll tell you what you'll hear from them 
that should just raise the caution flag. That's all. Just raise the caution flag. The caution flag has everything to do with what they say and how you hear it. So it's a kind of important with respect to what's going on. For instance, if you take your car in for repair and they give you a, a list of stuff that you need to have done, it's okay to ask questions, but the best questions are kind of like this. You need lower control arm bushings. You don't have to know what they are. The question is, is what symptom do I have now that leads you to that? What, what did you see? What did you do? How did you get there? Well, we, we noticed that there's abnormal wear on the front tires. Okay. Um, so with lower control arm bushings, do you fix that abnormal wear? Yes. Okay. And, and what symptoms do I have today? Well, you have abnormal wear. Are there any other symptoms? No. Okay. Um, okay, then just be specific with respect to on my repair order, please. Make sure that you communicate to me, you know, you need lower control arm bushings. This is how much it is. Um, it includes the alignment. It's an out-the-door price, whatever. You have to be careful of that because that's in and of itself a huge, big, deep, dark hole. And then you talk to them. They say to you, and this is what we're going to fix, abnormal tire wear. See, here, here's what's going on in the background. The background is, is lower control arm bushings cause clunking when they're bad. Almost always, there's a clunk. And there's a clunk when you stop somewhat abruptly and when you take off somewhat abruptly. Clunk. So it's, it's a noise. Now, when you take off gently, likely it's going to go away. If, you, if you're told that you have lower control arm bushings and you need to replace them, you're not supposed to be technically advanced to ask the questions. You just ask about the symptoms. And many times there is no symptoms or we just looked at them and they're cracked. The word cracked drives me crazy because that's used to create this visual um, picture in the customer's head that, you know, the window's cracked. Well, it's not like the window being cracked and it's not like the concrete being cracked. It's not anything like that at all. It's some kind of word that's supposed to... Sh- to tell you what the this big rubber bushing looks like but the weathering of the outside of this bushing creates crack just like it does on, on a lot of other rubber components in the car but the fact that it's cracked doesn't mean anything it means nothing it's that's not a reason to replace two or three or four hundred dollars worth of lower control arm bushings again they're symptom driven so have them communicate in the work order with you. You need lower control arm bushings. Would you please just write down why? Because, you know, uh, my dad always wants to know, or my husband's, a, you know, a car mechanic, uh, or he thinks he is, or, or my wife's dad. I mean, these are just small fibs that can get you what you want to do. My wife's dad's an I can He always wants to review the bills. So it's really a matter of when you take it in there, it's a matter of tell them what you want done. Usually it's an oil change. And an oil change in our industry is supposed to be oil, lube, and filter and check all the belts, the hoses, the tires, and the fluids. And then we're supposed to give you an idea of what stuff you need to address now and later. That's what it's all about. Those are our industry standards. That's what we're supposed to do. This is not a shopping spree. Not too long ago, I had a customer call in, uh, call in or write me, I don't remember, and say something about that they had been given a lifetime 
um, oil changes, and it's every 3,000 or 5,000 miles. I don't remember which. And I laughed at that because when we give you a free oil change, and especially lifetime oil changes, we have all of those, when you bring your car in, all of those opportunities to sell you something. You're going to be our customer for a very long time. We're going to... We're going to give you a free oil change that may have a value of anywhere from $30 to $80 on the retail side. Our cost is obviously less. So we're going to give that up, but what we're going to get back is is every time, every other time you come in, well, you need this kind of work, you need that kind of work, nobody's flushed the transmission service, that's due, and blah, blah, blah. So it's kind of, a, it's called an, in Mark's world an RCO, RSO, a reoccurring sales opportunity. So if I can get you in as often as I can, then that's good for me. And so a free oil change is kind of a nice hook you and reel you in. So just, if you can just, and all you have to do in those situations is just insist that everything be done in writing. So they come in and they want to talk to you and, and perhaps you say to them when you when you drop the car off, if you find anything wrong after your thorough check over, would you just please write it down on the repair order? Tell me what it is specifically that is wrong. Uh, if you wouldn't be kind, or if you'd be so kind to, to give me a symptom that I would recognize and then put a price on there that reflects what I have to write my check for. Notice how specific I was? So tell me exactly what you're going to replace. I want to replace the axle joints in the front end, uh, the axle boots on the front end. Okay, tell me why. Because they're leaking and throwing oil all over the place. Okay, and how much is that going to cost? Well, I want it. You need one, but I want you to consider doing both of them because they're the same age, and it's going to be four hundred and twelve dollars. And you you have to know that sales tax is ten, shop supplies and environmental charges typically add up to ten, and so you got twenty percent on top of your bill that you're going to have in sales tax, ta- shop supplies and environmental charges. However. Somebody called me on that last week, and I, I need to fix that. Shop supplies are typically based on um, a percentage of the parts. And then um, environmental charges are typically um, applied to environmental issues like waste oil and filters and stuff like that. But it could be spread throughout the entire repair. And I think most of us are of the opinion that it, it might be 1% of the total repair on the environmental side for coolant. Handling of the waste products, byproducts that we have to deal with with your car. We have to get rid of the old tires. We have to get rid of the old uh, coolant and uh, the, uh, uh, what else am I trying to think here, the gear oil, the transfer case oil, the uh, uh, coolant, all of that kind of stuff we have to handle. There's some of us that do a really good job. There's some of us that don't do a really good job, but you really don't have any way of knowing. It's just that you need to ask for the total amount. And most of us will give you a range. Most of us will say, it's not going to be less than 3 and it's not going to be less or more than 350 It's going to be in between those areas. And then it's okay, well, why is that? Well, when I get in there and I pull that rear, those axles out, there's some um, uh, bushings I'm going to see that I can't otherwise see. So if, if they're there and I'm already three-quarters of the way to those bushings and the labor on job one is going to partially pay for the labor on job two, then I've got those bushings in there. 
So I can do them without calling you. So that's why I'm giving you 300 to 350 dollars. Those are the kinds of things that that help you. It's a self-defense for car expense kind of thing. Another thing is if you have a a, a social club, a church group, um, a woman's club. Um, if you have some kind of a group that you meet once a month, um, then if you have public speakers, then I'm happy to come and talk to you about something to do with car repair. And we have kind of a menu. And um, typically the menu is self-defense or car expense. The hard ones are to do with a bunch of guys in them. (laughs) But we can all come to an agreement about most of the issues. Um, But the fun ones are typically the uh, women's clubs where they tattle on their husbands. And, of course, you're not going to tell me anything I haven't already heard about husbands. Nevertheless, it's always been a lot of fun. So the phone number is 602-508-0960. If you have a car question, Mark, my husband says this, or my shop says this, or this is what they want to do, and this is the price, or um, I have a check engine light, and the kid at the auto parts store says it's this. Those are all the kind of questions that I'm real used to doing. I'm an ASE Master Tech, and I've been working on cars since 1979 in shops that I own. We'll be back. Larry Elder wants the Democrats to look in the mirror. The reaction that the Republicans have given so far to this election would be tame compared to the reaction the Democrats would be giving if the shoe were on the other foot. And you know it. You're telling me the Democrats would be saying, well, you know, we're just going to let it go and let Donald Trump win the election. Are you kidding me? There'd be blood in the streets. The Larry Elder Show. Weeknights at 6, right before Mark Levin at 9. On Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. Phoenix Body Works is a family-owned and operated collision repair facility that opened in 1982. That's over 35 years ago, helping family and friends with their collision repair needs with unparalleled honesty, integrity, and quality. We have grown into the finest collision repair facility in the Valley of the Sun. We are located on 19th Avenue, one half block north of Deer Valley Road. We're open Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. and on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 12 noon for estimates. Give us a call at 623-582-1434 or visit our website at www.phxbodyworks.com, view our YouTube video, or read our Yelp reviews. Remember, it's your vehicle, and you decide who repairs your vehicle, not the insurance company. We work with all insurance companies on your behalf and eliminate the stress of dealing with the repairs. We are not beholden to the insurance company. At Phoenix Body Works, we work for you. What is really going on in the real estate market? This is a question we get almost every day. This is Phil and Josh, hosts of Arizona Real Estate Matters, which airs every Sunday from 2 to 3, right here on 960 The Patriot. This isn't some one-hour real estate infomercial. Arizona Real Estate Matters covers what is happening today in our real estate market. We discuss the current and ever-changing real estate facts and statistics that affect the largest purchase that you'll probably ever make. So for the most up-to-date real estate information affecting the real estate market today, tune in to Arizona Real Estate Matters every Sunday from 2 to 3, right here on 960 the Patriot. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. So, Justin, I was playing that video game Force Brigade, and it was pretty cool. I was running down this, like, digital path, and I met this digital frog. He was all like... And then I went playing in this virtual stream where this water... It looked almost real. It was this whole electronic forest world. So what did you do? Well... My parents took me to the forest, the real forest, where I was running down this, well, it was an actual path. 
Then I saw this real life frog. It was all like ribbit, and I saw an owl too. Then I played in this amazing stream with water around my ankles, like wet water. Then me and my sister and my parents sat around a campfire and told cool stories all night long. Oh, that's a、uh, pretty cool too. This weekend, unplug. Getting closer to nature can get you closer to your family. To find the forest nearest you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov/covid19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman to save money. You just need feedthepig.org. Don't get left behind. Get tips and tools at feedthepig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Everywhere you go, take a look in the five and ten. Listening once again, with candy canes and silver lanes aglow. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Toys in every store, but the prettiest sight to see is the holly that will be on your own front door. A pair of hop-along boots and a pistol that shoots with the wish of Barney and Ben. Dolls that'll talk and we'll go for a walk is the hope for Janice and Jen. And Mom and Dad can hardly wait for school to start again. Oh, welcome back, everybody! Twenty-one minutes after the hour of ten o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and we're here talking about car repair, car problems, car symptoms, any of those kinds of things that、uh, you're interested in dealing with. For six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. I know a lot of good, really shop, really good shops in the in the business, and these guys weren't born yesterday, and they have lots of experience, and they have morals, and they have scruples, and they they know what's right and wrong. And Strictly Diesel is one of those guys. Nate up on I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road is just the kind of guy that you'd want as your neighbor, no matter what his what his focus was. He's just an honest guy. He has a firm handshake. He knows right from wrong. But when it comes to diesels, there are few people. In this community, in the valley, or maybe even in the state of Arizona, that have a, a hold on foreign and domestic light-duty diesel trucks, service and repair and parts. So, if you have a Chevy, Ford, Dodge, if you have an Isuzu, if you have any of those foreign and domestic light-duty diesel trucks, and light-duty is a keyword, not the big trucks, then Strictly Diesel at I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road is a good place to end up. In our industry, we have lots of bad habits, and one of the bad habits is is that, and this is, I've been in in the Phoenix Valley area. Actually, I've been in the Tempe area、um, since 
when my wife and I opened up the very first gas station in uh, Ahwatukee Mountain Mountain Park Ranch area. As a matter of fact, we were the second business to open in the Ahwatukee area in 1979 because the Circle K just down the road on uh, near 48th Street and and, uh, Elliott was the first place that opened with retail, you know, kind of atmosphere. So since then, I see that someone will sell a shop and that person will have been in business for 20 years and perhaps they're retiring, perhaps they're going fishing for whatever reason, it's, it's okay with me. But the new person will come in and they will talk about 20 years of experience and that's not true. And maybe I'm splitting hairs here, but I don't think it's appropriate for him to, to, to ride the coattails of the last 20 years. I think he, I don't think the new owner should, you know, thump his chest and tell everybody I've only been here a day and a half. But he could certainly talk about his time in the auto repair industry. But there's just a difference with respect to gaining the credibility of your customer. And so it's important to know how long have they been in business and where did they come from. So those are the kinds of things that we see on a regular basis. Just recently, we had two chains of auto repair shops bought out completely, just bought out. So we have these guys with a whole lot of money coming into Phoenix and buying a lot of these repair shops. Historically, historically, the prices go up in there because this is what I'm told, although I don't know this to be fact, but I've talked and a lot of people in the financial world have told me that these guys come in and they buy a bunch of car repair shops and they recognize if they can buy the ground then the ground creates rent so they have that income stream plus they have net profit on the shop so they can manipulate those two numbers and and bring the rent up and then also they bring their net profit down and so they have all these mechanisms to where they can make a whole lot of money and part of that has everything to do with raising the prices it may be a small amount here and a large amount over here so it's kind of a moving target so then after I don't know three four five years historically those things come back on the market and it's evidently they've made enough money on their venture capitalist side to be able to sell and, and walk away with a pretty pretty penny, which leaves a lot of auto repair shops back to an independent kind of environment because they're not likely to re-come uh, out of the ground again all under the same name. There's nothing wrong with that. That's been going on for a very long time. The idea is, is as a consumer, that might be of interest to you. Maybe, maybe not. It's up to you. 602 Phoenix Body Works is up on um, at 19th Avenue and Deer Valley Road, and it's a great body shop. But what they have is of interest to anyone out there who's ever thought about opening up their own repair shop. Now, Phoenix Body Works has a separate area, and this separate area has a Hawkeye, um, it's called a Hunter alignment machine. It has a drive-up rack. It has a two-post rack. It has a tire mount and balance machine that are already there. What he wants to do, what Greg wants to do is he wants someone to come in and take over that arm of the business. They can do mechanical repair, but more than anything else, he needs an alignment person there. But he's going he says it's okay if they take in oil changes and if they take in people off the street and if they bring their family in, it's okay. I'm just going to rent him the building and he's going to have a ready-made 20 he has 20 commercial accounts and lots of regular customers. 
So with those commercial accounts and all of his regular customers, he's going to push some of them to the shop that he owns right now. Nevertheless, it's $15,000 to buy the business, and it's $1,500 a month for rent. Greg will show you the books and show you what that facility makes, and so that will help you out. But if you've ever wanted to be your own boss, if you love doing mechanical repairs and alignments, if, if you're in that area or even no matter where you're at in the Phoenix area, um, this place is one of the places that's come on the market that's really reasonable in every way because you're buying an existing building, you're buying an existing customer database, you're buying a shop next door that's going to feed you alignments and mechanical work, the body shop next door. So it's difficult at best to end up with something that's uh, that's attractive. So anyway, Greg at Phoenix Body Works or Rudy at Phoenix Body Works, and that's 19th Avenue in Deer Valley. And the reason I bring that up is, is there's a lot of young men like myself that always dreamed about owning their own shop. And because of that, um, I'm happy to share that with you. I don't, I don't have a dog in that fight, and I'm not taking any money for that kind of stuff. It's good for our industry. So somewhere out there, there's a young man who, who um, has saved his money and has always dreamed about opening his, up, his own shop. So Phoenix Body Works might have something that he wants to go talk to them about. Nevertheless, Thompson's Auto Repair is another shop in town. He's the only shop in Mesa that I can actually give you a stamp of approval on. There's other shops in Mesa that are really good, but perhaps maybe they haven't been in business long enough. Or perhaps the management's changed recently. Or perhaps there's some, maybe there's somebody close to them, and I don't want two of my preferred or the best shops you know, next door to one another. But Thompson's is just altogether different. He's been around since 1970. Brian and Thelma, once you meet them, you'll understand why Mark Salem just loves them to death because they're just really good, good people. They have ASC certified technicians. They know what's right and wrong, and they're able to follow up with friendly reminders so when your vehicle's services do, so they keep track of when you came in, and then they'll send you a card 90 days or a 120 out saying, hey, take a look at your speedometer and make sure that uh, you're uh, prepared for the next oil change. So that's Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing on Main Street, just east of Stapley. The phone number again is 602-508-0960. Got a car question, or if you want me to settle the dispute, between you and somebody else, 602-508-0960. Did you know Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Raintree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasseric paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. I grew up poor, which is even worse than being poor. See the movie, From Poor to CEO, The Incredible Journey of Herman Cain. I've never shied away from hard work. Rising from poverty, he achieved the American dream. We'll all be able to say free 
From Poor to CEO, The Incredible Journey of Herman Cain. Available at SalemNow.com. Go to SalemNow.com, get 20% off with promo code PHOENIX. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Take an ordinary putty knife and scrape off the old wax ring. Place the new wax ring over the flange, then line up the bolts with the bowl and gently set in place, making sure a proper seal is created with the flange and drain. Next. Um, Dad? Uh, yeah, sweetie. Is that an old plumbing manual? Oh, um, yeah, yeah, honey. We really need to get some new books. Right, um, do do you want me to stop? Nah, I kind of want to know how it ends. Okay. Tighten the bolts, line up the flushing valve to the opening in the top of the bowl, and secure the tank with a screwdriver and crescent wrench. (laughs) The smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. takes two of us to deliver a very important message about this radio station, 960 The Patriot. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt. And this is Dennis Prager. You've heard me talk about the American Trinity, E Pluribus Unum, and God We Trust in Liberty, the three things that set the United States apart. It's a powerful idea, Dennis, and this radio station is a place where powerful ideas and principles thrive every day. We never forget that faith and freedom are part of what make our country exceptional. There are some people in high places who apologize for America. That's something this radio station will never do. When you listen to 960 The Patriot, we promise not to insult your intelligence and to speak the truth. And we'll prefer clarity over agreement. Right. This is what our radio station is all about. And as long as you're there to listen to us, we'll be here for you. Please tell your friends about it. Absolutely tell our sponsors that you appreciate their support for this radio station. Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. Wash your hands, avoid sick people, and touching your face. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. You have questions. Let us be the answer. 960 The Patriot. Well, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to you. 34 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and we're here for actually another hour and a half talking about cars. If you'd like to join us, 602-31... Hold on. 602-508-0960. I know that it may not convenient... It may not be convenient for you to be here every Saturday from 10 to 12 talking about cars, but um, I do have an email address, and you're welcome to use it, mark at marksalem.com, mark at marksalem.com. If you'll give me a phone number, sometimes I need to ask you questions. You say you have a vibration, but I need to ask you, is it in the seat of your pants or is it in the steering wheel? You say you have a check engine light. Has anybody looked at the code yet? Those are the kinds of questions that I have. Now, sometimes it's a matter of this is a symptom I have, but they want to replace the windshield wipers because they say that will fix it. We can, And I'm using a stupid example, of course, but we can talk about that kind of stuff. I'm not in the habit of beating up other shops, and so 
once a month, I may say, you know, mom said, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything. So um, is there any other shops in your neighborhood you've used before that you like? So something like that. But I would say if it's not once a month, because it's not 12 times a year, it's probably three times a year, I might say something like that. But really and truly, my job is is what's best, what's in your best interest. It has nothing to do with feathering my my pockets with your money or anything like that at all. It has nothing to do, and it doesn't. If you use one of my shops, no one knows it because um, no one keeps track, and so there's no commission based on anything like that at all. So it's it's I'm here for you. Like I said, I've been around in this business. Well, actually, I started in high school, and I was a gas station attendant. And then I became a policeman for almost 10 years. And then I started my own garage um, in 1979. And my wife and I have worked together since then. So we've been around a long time. And I'm an ASE master technician. Rarely will you find the owner of the shop that way. However, I can name a bunch of shop owners that are just exactly that. Blackwell's a master. Uh, Nate's a master. Thompson has masters. Um, Harker's uh, has masters action. Um, uh, their autodynamics may not have a manager or owner as a master, but they've got masters within their organization. So there's a, the, 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 the ASE master certification, automotive service excellence, is what ASE stands for. You take a test, and you have to pass all eight automotive tests in order to become a master. And so it's difficult to, you know, and they're all like suspension manual drivetrain, climate controls, engine, tires, you know, every aspect of the car, you have to take a test and pass it. So some people are are ASE certified in alignments, or some people are ASE certified in paint and body, um, or ASE certified in windshield installation or glass. They're really good at what they do, but they shouldn't be servicing your air conditioning systems. Now, you can go to a shop with no certified technicians, but be wary of the certification that has the same name as the the uh, name of the shop on the building. So just be wary of that. In the old days, we used to have ABC Auto Repair, and they were all ABC certified. And that may not disturb you, and if it doesn't, it's okay with me. <laughs> but... If my mom was calling me from St. Louis and said, blah, 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 I would say, nah, I'd probably look for something else because the fact that they're certified by the people they work for is kind of self-serving. So that's not really something that, that you want to have. Obviously, if you have master techs, you're going to pay more for them to work for you too. But they're well-skilled and they're broad-skilled and they can work on a whole lot of cars. The diagnostic process on most cars is the same. So most cars are using electricity to talk to the computer and then the computer based on what that electric electrical signal is inside controls the output i'll give you an example your throttle your gas pedal your throttle let's pretend it has one through five so idle is one and five is wide open throttle now the computer and the sensors talk to one another at eye blinking speed unbelievable speed so you're at the traffic light and you stab the throttle to the floor. There's no one around, and you're going to be an idiot for 10 seconds. So you stab the throttle. As soon as you stab the throttle, that motor comes alive. And when it comes alive, that's because the computer's already seen what's going on. So the computer's sitting there kind of snoring, and all of a sudden he sees the throttle go to the floor. He reaches up, and he he opens up the fuel valve. (laughs) 
and he starts pouring fuel to the engine. But the oxygen sensor says, hey, hey, too much. So he shuts the fuel down a little bit. So the oxygen sensor, okay, that's good. And meanwhile, the computer's dealing with the timing, and it's looking at the speed of the, R- speed of the engine, the speed of the car, the load of the car is... 100% load because his foot's on the floor. And so it starts adjusting the timing. Meanwhile, the emissions control station's over here going, hey, hey, should I vent the tank? Yeah, well, let's pull the fumes out of the tank and let's run them through the engine, and that's okay. All of this, what I've just described, happens in the blink of an eye. So every part of every car has this kind of system where we talk in voltage language. I'll give you another quick example. The, the one through four on the throttle. It's the same way with engine vacuum. At idle, the engine vacuum's high. Wide open throttle, there is no engine vacuum. One of them is five, and one of them is one. Here's what's really kind of neat, is the number one indicates a low fuel demand, and the number five indicates, wow, open up the gasoline gate. So one is lean, Otherwise, we have a whole lot of air, not a bunch of fuel, but that's okay. And then wide open throttle, a five is, Katie, bar the door, give me all you got. And everything in between. Now, we're not just stopping at one, two, three, four, five. We're talking at 1.1, 1.2, 2.6, 2.7. There's all these stopping points there for the computer and everybody to communicate. So when we get back, we'll talk more about that. It's 40 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock, 602 508-0960. Arrow Federal Credit Union would like to remind everyone listening, during this holiday season, highways will be busy with motors traveling to and from family and friends. So make sure you and your family have a safe and sober way home, and please never drink and drive. This special holiday safe driving reminder is brought to you by Arrow Federal Credit Union. Visit online today at aerofed.net and like them on Facebook. They do believe our area is a great place to live and work, and they're doing their best to keep it that way. That's aerofed.net for Arrow Federal Credit Union. Wishing everyone a safe and happy holiday season. And our friends at Grinders Coffee would like to remind everyone, if you or someone you know might have had too much to drink, have a sober friend driver call a cab. Remember, it's not only your own life you may be saving, but also lives of others. Brought to you by Shalina Miranda and her staff at Grinders Coffee, located at 17 East Dunlap in Phoenix. They can be reached by calling 602-678-0078. That's Shalina and her staff at Grinders Coffee wishing everyone a safe and happy holiday season. Take a look under your bed. Find stuff under there? What about jobs? No? Now try your basement. There's a pair of overalls that overall you're not so into anymore. A perfectly good laptop that hasn't sat in your lap in months. And even more stuff, but still no jobs? Well, you really have both. See, stuff is defined as household articles considered as a group. Sometimes this stuff is no longer needed. Wait, no longer needed? That can't be right. Because remember those jobs you were looking for? Those are really needed, and they're the stuff inside your stuff even inside that winter coat that moved with you to Phoenix. Our job is to unlock those jobs, and it starts when you donate your stuff to your local Goodwill. Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill, we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover guitar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff, create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, 
I want to be a glass countertop in a new home. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's best birthday present. When I grow up, I want to be a football stadium. When I grow up, I want to be a warm place on a cold day. When I grow up, I want to be a fancy backsplash. I want to be a bike that races around the when country. When I grow up, I want to be a bench on a forest when I trail. Grow up, I want to be a rocking chair on when a I sunny up, porch. I want to be a skyscraper. I want to be a... 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 I want to be When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. A public service advertisement brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. Wash your hands, avoid sick people, and touching your face. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Looking for a radio station that cares about real news and not afraid to go beyond the headlines? There's only one station for you. 960 The Patriot and 960thepatriot.com. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Well, hopefully your holidays have been good, probably been surrounded by family and perhaps even children and kids. And and then maybe you were surrounded by a bunch of folks that you hadn't seen in a while. Or, or it may be neighbors that uh, you hadn't seen in a while. But nevertheless, it is the holidays. And hopefully your holidays are good. Hopefully you've had an opportunity to unwind and deflate from your job. And hopefully that uh, you've been able to leave a lot of the pressure that you normally carry uh, at the front door or at the back door in your car or in your truck. One way or another, hopefully your holidays are good. Automatic Transmission Exchange has been in Phoenix since 1968. Phil and his staff, they're really transmission, diagnostic, and repair estimators, and they're experts at all of that. So no matter what kind of transmission problem you have, even if you just need somebody to just look at your car or take a short spin in your car, they're the guys that do it. There's been times I know that they've told people, it's okay. Don't worry about that. It's a sign of age, but you're along, that alone isn't going to cause your transmission to fail. The flip side of the coin is, is they say, the fluid looks like a strawberry milkshake. The transmission's full of coolant, so the radiator needs to be replaced because that's where the contamination is occurring, and you've got clutch material problems because of the water. So those are the two extremes that you're likely to have, and that's Automatic Transmission Exchange, 40th Street in Washington. If you have a car question or car comment, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. In the car repair in the engine that you drive right now, as you drive down the road or the one that's in your garage, it's called a four-stroke engine, and that's because the piston moves up and down four times. I'm going to explain that to you as quickly as I can. The piston is up on the top. So what we're going to do is, is we're going to open up the exhaust va- or the intake valve, which has a mixture of air and fuel behind it. So as we drop the piston down, the piston is sucking that air and fuel out of that open intake valve. So when it gets to the bottom, then the intake valve closes. So as the piston comes up, it compresses. Let's pretend that we have a soda pop can full of air, and then we step on it. So we've compressed all that air to just a half an inch. Well, that's what happens is we take all that air and fuel and we compress it. So as the piston goes all the way to the top, we've taken 16 ounces and reversed, reduced it to one ounce. 
of air. And so as it gets there, then we fire the spark plug. There's a heck of an explosion. And then the piston is driven downwards. That's the third cycle. Now we got to get all that trash that has just exploded. We have to get all the byproducts of that explosion out the tailpipe. So as the piston goes back up, then the exhaust valve opens. We push that exhaust into the tailpipe, and there it goes. Now, it's up high. So now what are we going to do? Well, we're going to suck more fuel in. So it's, it's kind of like suck, compress, boom, exhaust. And that's the four strokes, and that happens all the time. And think about this. When you're going down the freeway really, really fast and your tachometer shows 2,000 RPMs, that's 2,000 revolutions per minute of that engine. So we talked about the piston going up and down. It goes up one cycle, then two down, and three up and four down. Well, that's just one cycle. So you can imagine at 2,000 RPM, those pistons are working, the crankshaft spinning. We're pumping lots of oil. We're pumping lots of fuel. We've got timing to deal with. So that's how the computer comes in is we've got all of these different kind of things going on. In the old days, we had a carburetor. And the carburetor just gave you fuel based on where your foot was at. It didn't know if you were going up a hill or down a hill. It didn't know if you were, your engine was cold or hot. It didn't know anything. And the timing just had a small window. It went from 0 to 12 degrees. Or maybe it went from 12 degrees to 16 degrees. That's it. It had no window, so to speak. So then all of a sudden in 1981, we start talking about a carburetor with an electronic mixture control device that mixes the fuel based on throttle. Ooh, that's new. Then all of a sudden we end up with fuel injection. We've never seen that before. With, with carburetors, we had four or six pounds of fuel pressure coming forward. With fuel injection, we have 40 to 60 pounds of fuel coming forward. Now we use electronics, we use voltage, and we use two wires to open and close the injectors. So a light bulb needs two wires. Let's connect one. Okay, I got the other one in my hand. When I want the light bulb to light, I touch it to the light bulb. It's on. Take it off the wire. It's off. On, off. On, off. Wire on, wire off. Wire on, wire off. That's a fuel injector. The computer controls one half of that circuit. So the computer has the ground in its hand, and when it wants to spray fuel, it touches it to the battery ground, <laughs> and then the ejector sprays fuel. This is all going on in the blink of an eye. There's so much that can go on, and in the meantime, the oxygen sensor, which all of you have all heard about, is in the exhaust, and it's telling the computer, there's way too much gasoline coming out of the tailpipe. Shut the gasoline down. So the computer goes, okay, so it grabs the faucet, and it gives the faucet a couple of turns down. And then it says, hey, how you doing now? And the, and the oxygen sensor says, okay, you went too far. And so it opens up the turn, the knob, a quarter turn, and go, how about that? And the oxygen sensor says, oh, perfect. And then it goes, oh, wait a minute. They just backed off the throttle. They just hit the brake. They're coming to a traffic light or they're stopping. Okay, shut the fuel off. Shut the fuel off. So then you come to the light. The light turns green. It happens to be a 16-year-old kid. He looks left, looks right. He doesn't see a policeman. And he throttles it to the floor. And the oxygen sensor goes, oh, geez. And then the throttle position sensor says, he just went from idle to wide open throttle. The vacuum sensor says, we just went from 18 inches of vacuum to zero. And the computer is going, okay, we're on floorboard acceleration. So it just turns on the fuel. And there's going to be some parameters involved here so that you don't blow up your motor and your kids don't, you know, tear your cars up. But that's how it happens. Again, at the blink of an eye. It's unbelievable. But today, 
the fun part is is if you understand all of that you can really really fix cars well the speedometer's broken first place you got to do is you got to go down to the speed sensor and you've got to look at the speed sensor and take an ohmmeter and check the speed sensor and maybe get the car up on the lift and put it in drive and let the rear wheels do three four five miles an hour maybe you use an oscilloscope which shows you sine waves bumps that go like a heartbeat the thump the thump the thump so you hook that up there and the rear tires are spinning and there's no heartbeat and you stop and then the rear tires you start them spinning again and there's no heartbeat well you don't care what's going on underneath the hood all you know is is that that sensor is not talking but we got to go up front to see if the signal's there but what happens if the signal doesn't come out of the transmission the sensor's bad but if it's not getting to where it goes then you have to come backwards we have equipment that does that for us as long as you can read it as long as you understand it and so it's it's like having a very sophisticated calculator some of you mathematician gurus you can make calculators just dance you can figure out in the split second what you know the uh, earth's circumference is in square feet or in lineal feet or whatever it's just well those of us that work on cars for a living and i would say the overwhelming majority of the good shops I'd say if the good shops represent um, 40, 30 to 40% of all the shops out there, then those guys are going to have a lot of equipment that's going to allow them to diagnose stuff better. And they're going to know what each sensor is supposed to be doing. So when I'm out there and I'm driving and I've got somebody looking at the scanner next to me, when I go wide open throttle, he's looking at 10 different parameters and he better see all of them saying, Holy moly, he just stuffed the foot pedal, the accelerator pedal to the floor. The RPM is rising, the load is rising, the fuel delivery is rising, we're advancing the timing, we're looking at the O2 sensors to see if we're running too much fuel down the tailpipe. Because see, the more fuel coming out of the tailpipe wasn't consumed by the engine. So why don't we shut the fuel down to where we're sending a boatload of fuel to the engine, but nothing's coming out of the tailpipe. That's the sweet spot of this whole thing. So, I, I know, I make it sound easy, but it really is easy, but it wasn't in the mid-90s when they first came out with this. It would, the, the learning curve was significant. 602-508-0960. Gil, do you have anybody? I actually had a caller who called in. Uh, he didn't want to go on the air, but he had a question for you. Okay. Uh, the question is, emergency brake or parking brake, are they still being used? Yeah, it it depends on the nut behind the wheel. It, the, the, the parking brakes, here's what's kind of nice about the parking brakes is if you'll apply them, then most cars today, when you put it in drive, it releases them. So you're not, it's not necessary for you to remember. The parking brake was never an emergency brake. It was simply a parking brake, and people called it an emergency brake, and I don't care. In addition to that, the car being in the transmission being in park, is a good safeguard. You could put that in, that car in the, the steepest hill that the United States has to offer or that one big steep one in San Francisco, and you put it in park, and it ain't moving. It's just not going to move. So the parking brake is just a secondary thing with respect to um, the car. However, with a stick shift, you have to use the parking brake, and almost always the stick shift has a parking brake right close to the shifter. So you can put it in neutral, you can put it in first gear, but if you leave it in first, second, third, fourth, or reverse, the engine can lose compression and the car will just kind of jerk slowly down a hill. 
and you have to use the parking brake. So, yeah, but the release of that is triggered by the computer. So the computer's looking, and it sees that you're in the car, and it sees it's in park, and the computer's controlling the fuel delivery and the idle, and then all of a sudden the computer sees you put your foot on the brake and put it in drive. So at that point, the computer releases the parking brake, and this happens in the blink of an eye, and it gets ready for throttle up because it knows what's coming next. So that's kind of how it works. But, yeah, parking brake and e-brakes are, are pretty much the same. Um, I don't know if the parking brake on my truck, um, all of a sudden the cable broke. I'm not quite sure that I'd replace it. But if it was on my mom's car, I would. But um, And I know my mom's not going to be parking on steep hills and stuff like that. But nevertheless, it's it's one of those things that has survived the last 50, 60 years of cars and I'm not quite sure if we're ever going to get rid of it. And if we do, we have the ability to get rid of it. And we have the ability to lock up the brakes with the computer. We have all that ability. But I'm thinking out loud here. If we have a system to lock the rear brakes or the front brakes when you park your car, that creates a whole new problem. Because if we have a malfunction, you're never going to move that car. <laughs> so if the signal continues to be that it, it's in park and the the signal to the computer is is the engine's not running and we've had a ma major meltdown of the system, then no matter what you do, you can get in it. If you can get the motor running, you can put it in a drive-in. It's not going to release the brakes. So that creates a whole separate issue. So now we have three pages in your owner's manual that says when your car dies and it won't move, or when you, it runs but it won't move, then this is the procedure the tow truck driver needs to use to get your car up on the tow truck. Here's how you release the brakes. And so those are the kind, and many of you that have gone through your owner's manual can see and have seen those kinds of things. So the computers have made it better for emissions. I used to say to people that in the 60s and in the 70s, and this is just a, a visual um, a visual way. If you lock yourself in your garage with a 60 or 70 um, model year car and you were bent on uh, taking yourself out, you might be in there for a week. And I'm exaggerating, but just for the clarification of the... You might be in there a week. You better pack your lunch <laughs> because it's going to take you a long time to... to to suffer the exhaust fumes. With a newer model car, you better pack your lunch because you're going to be in there for a very, very long time because what comes out of the tailpipe is completely different in the newer model cars than what comes out of the tailpipe on a car that was built in the 60s and the 70s. Just two different animals. So I would have no problem breathing the air for 60 seconds out. Now, of course, I'm not going to do this, so don't call me on it. But I, I'd hook up a hose to the tailpipe of a small car, and I would breathe the air for a minute. Um, I may get a little dizzy, but it's, it's not going to kill me. On the other car, I'm probably not going to make it more than about 10 seconds. I'm not going to die, but I'm going to get really sick. And I may just let go because I pass out or something like that. So the tailpipe emissions, the idea is the tailpipe emissions on those cars are uh, completely different. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960.